Caution runners, speed bumps ahead. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to another Quick Bite, courtesy of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dana. And I'm your host, Amy. And we are continuing on our celebration and our look at all things running eating and drinking around Disney races in advance of this year's inaugural springtime surprise weekend. That is so true. And listen, get ready. We started right at the top of this quick bite with a little wet year whistle for the race weekend, right? Oh yeah. If you're running, if you're running on the course, chances are good. You're going to hear that at some voice. point, right? At some point. At which means you are truly in a run Disney event. Without a doubt. But then after the event, you really have to know some of the greatest places to celebrate, to explore and indulge your accomplishment. Inner foodie. Yes. <laughs> And we're going to talk about one today for both food and drink that I'm really surprised we haven't covered on the show before. Well, before it was a, a, wee, a wee bit hard to get a, a reservation there. This is I true. I would say a wee bit. I'm so sorry. Is well, that was that wrong? No, I think it's very apropos to what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, but I can't. I didn't do the accent though, right? No. Oh, that's a. That's a wee bit hard. <laughs> that's wrong. Close that's enough. Like a, that's like a leprechaun. That's like Ireland. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you guys know, we are great at mangling uh, screen names. We're great at mangling <laughs> accents and words that are not specifically from the English language. Sorry. So we're not going to be doing that uh, anymore on this no. episode. <laughs> no, it was terrible. No. We are, of course, talking about the Rosen Crown in Epcot's World Showcase over in the UK. United Kingdom, England. Yay. And this is absolutely one of our favorite places. And normally we're at the bar. We are. With Carl. With Carl, who sadly has, has retired. retired. So, Carl, if you happen to be listening, Thank you for the many, many years of smiles and conversation and banter across the bar. And coming from behind the bar out to us to take pictures. To take pictures and and really make the time at the Rosen Crown that much more special. Mm. But enjoy your retirement, sir. Cheers. You've absolutely earned it. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to your retirement. So we are definitely going to be talking about some fantastic food and i know that might shock some people the uk is the the, the why, foods why? of my people why, why are is not it shocking why the foods of my people are not typically 
looked at as being like I'm Scotch Irish too. Sought after. I know. Our our people. Our people. Our people. Yeah, but the food at Rosen Crown is absolutely fantastic, and we're going to talk about a few options for you. And if you're going to get your drink on at Disney to celebrate that race, regardless of your distance, 5K, 10K, or Tower of Terror, 10-miler. Oh, 5K, 10K. 5K with scavenger hunt. Yes. And a tasty 10K and a 10-miler. Uh, there are some people who are doing the challenge plus sunrise yoga, which wasn't even a thing. You keep trying to make it a thing on the run, eat, drink podcast. I don't know about that. What? That's the second time you've mentioned it. Sunrise yoga. Yes. I didn't. I haven't ever registered us for sunrise yoga. I didn't know you had to register for it. I think you do. Yes. Why am I not surprised though? It probably sells out. Yeah. Like any other run Disney thing like this specific run Disney thing we're talking about. Uh, Yeah. Like we couldn't get in. So anyway, that's enough of that. (laughs) Let's talk food because (laughs) for those that are going to be listening after you finish, if you're considering where to go and you're going to head over to Epcot, which has the flower and garden festival going on right now, maybe you want to, maybe you want to head in somewhere for a sit down meal in between all of the delicious samplings you're going to have as you make your way around the world showcase air conditioning. Air conditioning is a wonderful thing here in Florida, regardless of the time of year. I guess you could sit outdoors if the weather is nice enough. True. And see the beautiful view along the World Showcase right out there on that. On the water. Mm-hmm, water. Yeah. And you could see the light tacos out there. The light tacos, as you like to call them. Those yes. are the, the big light things, the, the, the displays that they have in the, the middle of the water now. I call the them light show tacos. show for the end of the day. Yes. Yes. But the Rosen Crown is a phenomenal option. Of course, you can walk in to the bar throughout the day and get a tasty beverage. However, what a lot of people may not realize is that there is a complete sit-down restaurant at the Rosen Crown. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And it was our first time there. Yes, we've been there many, many Many times. At the bar with Carl, at the as bar. we have stated. But we wanted to give the food a try. And we headed in. We made a reservation. We headed in. Luckily. Got seated indoors mm-hmm. and got to enjoy a wonderful service there. And we want to talk about some options for you guys. We had to make the rounds in the appetizer section and in the entree section. Clearly. Yes. And we wanted to start with, it's a big surprise for us, right? It's not charcuterie. It's the United Kingdom cheese platter. And the difference between a charcuterie board and this, of course, would be a lack of meat. And I am a huge fan of charcuterie. I'm a huge fan of cheese. I mean, cheese plates. That that works too. Absolutely. And this one in particular, they did a really nice job with it. And we've actually been looking online as we're getting ready for the show. We're mm-hmm. looking back online over the years. This plate changes a little bit from time to time. Two it's of a good the, tip. Yeah. Two of the three cheeses tend to stay pretty consistent. Mm. And then the third cheese tends to rotate. So the cheese that the cheeses that we got, I mean, it comes out, first of all, it comes out on this big oval 
plate platter. Mm-hmm. They've got great uh, whole grain crackers, like sesame crackers in I the enjoy middle. Those crackers very much. They're great, and you can get those crackers here in the states. I mean, at your local grocery store. Yeah, multi the big like octagonal yeah or hexagonal multi grain crackers. And they're good. I like them. Super crunchy. They hold up to harder cheeses and to spreading stuff on them with a knife. But um, yeah. yeah. Which, but it, and if you have a softer cheese, then you can really do a schmear. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a schmear. A schmear. That's technical. <laughs> it's a technical term for you. Yeah. <laughs> not really. It's not. No. So <laughs> the three cheeses that this, that ours came with. Uh, the first is their Cotswold cheese with chive and onion jam. Ooh, uh, this looks like a traditional yellow cheddar cheese but it has little green flecks throughout it. Yeah. And this is probably, I would say like a medium hardness cheese. Mm. You know, it's not soft enough to spread, but it cuts fairly easily. Okay. This to me is a very approachable cheese. I think anybody who likes cheddars from America. Yeah. will probably very much enjoy this one. This one's not like super tart, super sharp. It's middle of the road cheese. So if you're, well, so if you're in your, in the deli area of your grocery store and you see some of the artisanal cheese, Mm -hmm. this may be one that you would want to try. That's not going to be so sharp, so overly pungent, stinky. Yeah. Because we got one of those in this list. So that's what I'll say to that. I think it's also the most of the three, the most kid friendly. Oh, good point. Yeah. So if you've got a little one tagging along with you and you want to let them have a taste, this is probably the one to go with, I think. They still might reject it, but there's hope. There, <laughs> there, there's hope. <laughs> yeah, I very much enjoyed that one. The second one that they offer is a McCall's Irish cheddar with a curried cauliflower. Mm. And yeah, this one is a pale, almost white it reminds me of white when someone says white cheddar. Exactly. Like a white cheddar on a burger, a white cheddar that you see as part of our charcuterie. That's basically exactly right. That's the color. it's really firm. This is a very firm cheese. Yeah. Mm. This one, you got to use a little knife to cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the pairing with the first one we talked about, that has that onion jam. That's a little bit of a sweet and slightly smoky accompaniment. Mm. This one here, the 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 curried cauliflower. Yeah, it's a yellow curry. Mm-hmm. You know, the cauliflower it, you know gives you a little bit of crunch. Mm-hmm. the The yellow curry gives you that fragrant aroma the, of the spices in the curry, the uh, the turmeric and everything that's in the curry. But then you get that cut, that sharpness of the cheddar that cuts through. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I this. A white cheddar is always a favorite when I see it on a cheese board or a charcuterie. Why? I just like the sharpness, the saltiness, but it's not too salty. And it just, and and the multi-grain cracker and and the cauliflower all together, very, it complements, they complement one another. Mm -hmm. Just... You get the crunch of the cracker, then you get the, the salty, tangy nature of the cheese, 
And then the texture of the cauliflower. I don't know if I got so much really strong curry. No, this one's not too overpowering. and it's Fragrant, not, but not. And it's not hot. Right. Not spicy and not overly curried so that it mutes the cheese. No. The cheese is definitely the star of the show on that one. Yes. Now, the third one mm-hmm. tends to be my favorite. Why? I grew up loving blue cheese dressing. Oh, yeah. There was a time in my household growing up where my parents bought a wheel of blue cheese and we had it at the house. And I could slice off a piece and have it. Like a huge wheel? Like a huge wheel. Interesting. And I've always loved blue cheeses, regardless of the type. This one is more... I, I didn't get the name, unfortunately, mm. but the one we had at that time, this is the one that tends to rotate. This one was more almost a pale yellow color with green veins running through it. That are very reminiscent. Like you, when you think of blue cheese, when you think of a brick of blue cheese, you think of this Yes, in your head. 100%. So. This one was a little bit softer mm-hmm. than... Well, it was definitely softer than the white cheddar. It was a little bit softer, I think, than the than the yellow cheddar. Yeah. And nice and salty, very funky. Mm. That that pungence that you get from a blue cheese. Oh yeah. And this one was accompanied, and I love this flavor pairing. I love an apple chutney. It was very nice as a pairing because it was this sweet. Of the apple chutney with the funky blue cheese. Yeah. And just my mouth is watering thinking of those two together. Oh, yeah. And honestly, they could have brought me a plate of just this. I'd have been totally happy and would have eaten darn near the whole thing. Oh, sure. Love it. Mm -hmm. So that was what we started out with. That's the UK cheese platter. The next time you go, the offering may be a little bit different. Like they I said, those first up. two cheeses tend yeah. to stay the same. They could change up that cheese. I'm sure they will. They've had some others in the past that looked really interesting, like yeah. a like an Irish porter cheese mm-hmm. that looks fantastic. Your mileage may vary on cheese number three. It's always good to note. Talk about the other appetizer though, Aim. Scotch egg. <laughs> Uh huh. The Scottish, you're wearing a kilt as we're recording. I am. Clan Clan Fraser. Yes. Scotch egg, the golden fried, hard boiled, cage free egg wrapped in sausage and served with a mustard sauce that looks like the color in the yellow of the yolk that was in the Scotch egg. When you look at this beautiful, round plate there there are some greens and the sauce is swirled on the plate the mustard sauce and it's not strictly yellow mustard it is it, it looks like it's got flecks almost of relish in it yeah so it almost reminds me of a very thinned out filling for a deviled egg yeah but it did but it tasted like the mustard like whole grain mustard with slight sweetness yes yeah and the mustard sauce on its own yeah. is enough to make you like the plate oh yeah and i want to say that the greens is like free say yeah it's yeah. very it very say delicate it in the description on their yep. website but very yeah. delicate greens a slightly bitter 
Drag um, that through that mustard sauce. Oh. We we returned a clean plate to the restaurant. I'm one. not embarrassed to say that I took my fork and I didn't lick the plate, but I scraped the plate. We may that, have thought about licking the is plate. That, is that a bad thing? No. Yeah. Because this was like, this sauce was so good. We haven't even talked about the egg itself, the scotch right. egg. I love a scotch egg. I really miss the ones from Raglan Road as an appetizer. So I was incredibly happy to come to Rose and Crown and be able to partake. Mm-hmm. That said, it's a little bit different. Yes, very much so. I. There are a couple of schools of thought with scotch eggs. Some really like the yolk to be super firm, fully cooked. Others prefer for it to be a little runny Mm. or maybe somewhere in between a little more gelatinous. Mm -hmm. I tend to be in that category. Oh, I tend to like them a little softer boil. This was more like a hard-boiled egg that you would take maybe as a snack or for lunch. Yes. Yeah, and but with they're all good. Don't get me wrong. Of course, they're all good. But this one here was fully cooked all the way through. Well, it's good to note the kind of consistency you're going to get in the egg from Scotch egg to Scotch egg that you see. And to be fair, at Raglan Road, they refer to theirs as an Irish egg. Oh yes, that's true because it's Irish. Yeah, but, but it's still. It's a scotch egg it's by a scotch another egg. name, but they do theirs. They do theirs with a runny yolk Yeah, and Rosen crown does theirs with a fully cooked yolk. Yes. what did you think of it? I called it a scotch egg. Didn't I over there from Raglan road? My we've bad. both My bad. done that every time we've gone. I know. I know every time because the traditional it's traditionally called a scotch egg. Oh. So uh, what'd you think? I liked this. It was, you could really see the, the sausage, that it, and it peeled away from the egg that was resting inside of it mm-hmm. and just and it's dusted with salt and pepper and i really like to see that fresh cracked pepper yes and and this it's just and it's and it was cold and i just ah oh, it's uh that egg is in a really chunky egg salad if you would have that and if you would just then drag that through the mustard sauce and have a little bit of the, the sausage, I don't. It's like a, it's like a breakfast patty was molded around the egg. Yes, that's how I feel about the way it tasted. Yeah, it, it was definitely a, like a higher sage content, like a breakfast sausage. It was a very f- finely ground sausage, yeah. so it give you a nice consistent mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. What I love about it is the deep fry on that, which cooks the egg or, or or depending on how cooked the egg was before they wrapped it. Yeah. Gets everything cooked, but you get a nice difference of texture. It's super crispy on the outside, but the sausage on the inside is still very juicy Mm -hmm. and soft and, Oh, so good. I mean, it, it is, it was. It's, it's a perfect bite. It gives you everything. It gives you the creamy. It mm. gives you the meaty. It gives you the tangy and the sweet and the green. If you get a, you know, a little bit of everything. Perfect bite. It is. It's a perfect it's bite. A perfect bite. Everything. It's a great way to start your meal. But of there course, more. there's more because they have traditional entrees from the UK as well. And it was really hard for me to decide about what to do because normally when we pass by Rose and Crown, we go to 
the stand outside. We do. We go to the Yorkshire County um, fish stand for the fish and chips. For fish and chips, and we get and we usually have that fish and chips with beer from inside of the bar. Yes, because we can't get a seat. So. What did you elect? I, I couldn't decide whether to try the fish and chips and see how, is it exactly the same? Is it not? But then I am a sucker for shepherd's pie. I love shepherd's pie. What's not to love? Mm-hmm. So it was good that we ordered both and shared. Yes. So the fish and chips, usually it's a cod white fish. And it's a signature dish, according to the website. Yes, it Hello. is. Hello. <laughs> it's beer battered and served with tartar sauce. Mm. And then shepherd's pie is ground beef, seasonal vegetables, English peas, and mashed potatoes with McCall's Irish cheddar on the top. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I think, the secret sauce to their shepherd's pie. And... I, I just want to say that both of them, outstanding. Yes. I can't think of a better way to describe it. <sighs> the fish and chips, perfectly battered, flaky when you tore into it, ripe for malt vinegar, but served with a lemony tartar sauce. Yes, and I love the fact that it was cooked and battered perfectly, that even when you broke the planks apart, the batter didn't peel away from the fish. And they had those little crunchies attached to them, those little crunchies. Like, I am a child of... The 80s. The 80s. Yeah, We all know this, if you have followed our podcast for any long length of time. We grew up in the 80s. I loved the crunchies in the bottom of Long John Silver's. We used to frequent that as a family. It was close by and it was an easy dinner for two hardworking parents. Sure. And, oh, this just, the little crunchies that were on the fish just brought it back to childhood for me. So good, so good, so good. Just little bits of that delicious beer batter. Mm. Yeah. And then the, the tartar sauce that was very lemony forward, which I just absolutely like. You know how I love lemon. So I enjoyed that immensely. And then oh, the shepherd's pie. Hello. When you look at it, it's got the carrot in there. It's got the peas are a vibrant green. And then the Irish cheddar on the top, mm, melty yep. on there. And, and then the, the potatoes have the swirly design and you just you cut into all of that. Again, a perfect bite. You're getting a little bit of everything. And, and not all. It's so the gravy inside. Mwah. And I was going to say, oh. not all shepherd's pies are created equally. True we have enough. definitely had shepherd's pies at other establishments that wouldn't make the show. So this one. That were maybe too dry. Too dry. Exactly. You've got to have some some gravy seasoning in there to to make that meat come to life especially if you're only going to use one type of meat some places use beef which tends to be a little if you didn't season it properly could be a little bit plain it could you know some places use lamb which can be a little too gamey for some or a combination of the and a lot of places do a combination exactly 
this was so, oh, the gravy inside. And I know that I'm drawing another comparison between this and the shepherd's pie at Raglan Road. Oh, I think they're very different. I'm drawing, yeah, because I guess I should say a contrast. Oh, okay. contrast instead of a comparison. Because they are different. I think that the sauce at Raglan Road is sweeter, almost balsamic-y. Yeah. Like red wine balsamic-y. And this, I think, is more like when you think about mashed potatoes and gravy. That's a good way to put it. So if you are comparing the two and you're looking at your My Disney Experience and trying to pick up, do I really want to go and have shepherd's pie here or do I want to go and have shepherd's pie here? It's a different experience. I don't even know that I could say that one's better than the other. They're very different takes on a classic dish. So it just depends on what type of gravy or sauce you are in the mood for in your shepherd's pie. Yeah. Still outstanding. Both of them. This, I got the hearty mashed potatoes and gravy feel. hundred percent. So good. hundred percent. Oh, now of course, once you've, explored and you've had your celebratory meal you got to wash it down with something or as you eat you have to have the right beverage you do i think you chose a classic i did i did there's something so right about a guinness stout it tastes a little bit better inside the rose and crown than it does anywhere else oh, it's, it's like when we do things in the running drink podcast test kitchen right it's 17 to 22 percent more tasty just being inside of the rose and crown naturally and, and that's very much the case here guinness for a lot of people especially americans listening to the show that tends to be here in the u.s the first stout maybe that they tried um, because it's probably the most commercially available stout true enough where you can get it anywhere and you can also get it on nitro in the store you don't have to just go out to a bar where they have it on nitro Mm -hmm. so that tends to be the first one i love it because it's of all the, the craft beer out there and there's a whole argument to be had about whether or not Guinness counts as craft, but all the craft beer out there, Guinness is a very light bodied stout, Mm -hmm. great flavor, incredibly smooth and low calorie. And it's also not a knock you on your butt with high ABV. And it's lighter. Like you said, it's lighter so that it can stand up to not making you feel overly full along with a very robust meal. I was going to say, it's actually a stout that you can have with a meal. And what I like about talking about Guinness right now is Guinness has just introduced Guinness Zero. Which I'm very curious to try. And it's a non-alcoholic and a nitro type uh, version of of Guinness that hasn't made its way to the States, but it needs to, because I'm very curious about it. Guinness is so great. I hope it retains that lighter body and that flavor and that just the beautiful visual that you get from a nitro pour. There really is nothing, I think, more appealing when you're talking about a beer pour than watching the nitro bubbles cascading in a freshly poured, properly poured 
pint of Guinness. And so beautiful. It is it is something that if you shoot a video of it and you don't even say the name of the beer, people are going to go, Oh, that's a Guinness. I know what it is. Yeah, they're they're gonna know. And it's it, it again, it's a wonderful one that I I very much enjoy. The fact that it's a four point two percent ABV mm. light bodied Ooh. stout that gives you Really, the notes of of bitter and sweet and malt and roast roasted malts and coffee and ah, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Talk about your drink now. Well, you had something uh, that's a, a specialty. They had a lot of things drink there. They they had a lot of specialty cocktails that you could try: gin, also like a parrot bay rum based drink a peach melon kind of situation happening. Mm -hmm. But I decided to go with cider and fireball. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey, fireball cinnamon whiskey, and strong bow cider topped with ginger ale. (laughs) And you could get it in a souvenir cup. We did not, but you can. I love Tullamore Dew it's just, you know how I talked a little bit while ago, a little while ago on the show about how sometimes scotch is too peaty for me. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's just too beady. It's a bridge too far. Irish whiskey, especially Tullamore Dew goes down easy. Yes. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, Whiskies in general. Oh yeah. Irish whiskeys tend to have a smoother flavor and less burn. And mm-hmm. like you said, they go down easier. Tullamore is a fantastic option for anybody looking to on its own. try some Irish whiskeys on its own. Absolutely. On its own. But then you put it with a little bit of heat, cinnamon heat from the fireball and the sweetness of a strongbow. I love strongbow cider. Yeah. It's sweet on its own. But I think those two elements of the fireball and the Tullamore Dew, and then the ginger ale and the ginger flavor from the ginger ale, it just. Apple and ginger go really well together. Yeah. Anyway, apple and cinnamon go really well together. And then you get cinnamon and ginger both being very warming spices. Very good. This all sounds like a, like it's just made to go together. And it's served cold on, in ice. And it's just. It was delightful, a delightful marriage of those, what I tend to feel like are fall flavors. Yeah. They're fall flavors. Now, we had it post 10K. We had it post 10K when we did the marathon weekend. And it was still in that fall winter neighborhood. So I was drawn to those flavors and it did not disappoint. Wow. Yeah. And it's called a cider and fireball. Now, really, I would get just Tullamore Dew on its own. And you could get a whole whiskey flight of Tullamore Dew, Jameson's, and Bush. I was going to say, they have a great flight there. And that is a great Hello? option for somebody who's wanting to taste three different variations on Irish whiskey. And each one is very unique on its own. And I really think that you go... You start at, you go from mild to 
uh, more robust in terms of flavor as you progress through that. Oh, if that you flight. start with Telemore and then you work Jameson, your way. Exactly. Yeah. And even then, though, none of those are going to blow your doors off. Destroy your palate. Destroy your palate. They're really excellent. It was a winner of a beverage. And there are many beverages on this menu that I would try. Combinations of different beers that was i was gonna say they do something that they really lean into which i love which is they have what are called their pub blends Mm -hmm. and these are uh, split pints basically where they mix beers Mm -hmm. and we tend to go in and get like a black and tan is the most traditional of those but they have come up with some really interesting ones things called like the snake bite which is half cider I love half that harp one. i love that one i've gotten that one before and i love it they have something called the blacksmith which is half smithwicks and half guinness get the it blacksmith. yeah the black velvet which is half cider half guinness yeah. Yeah. the bumblebee which is one of my absolute favorites Ooh, which is like half boddington's pub ale and half guinness why do you like that so i much? love boddington's boddington's Ooh. to me is a is a fantastic lighter like a, a golden ale that is I great know on its own had such a great passion for oh yeah, yeah boddington's and that's one that you've been able to get here in the states for many years oh yeah fantastic beer it goes so well the guinness mellows it out mm. and the boddington's kind of elevates the guinness so it meets in the middle and it's just uh it's a fantastic combination so mm-hmm. they do a bunch of those and they have them listed on their menu which i think is really pretty unique yeah you can get them at the bar you can get them with your meal and you can also get specialty coffees after your meal yeah they have of course your traditional irish coffee they have a jameson irish coffee the nutty irishman which is of course a a very popular almost a dessert coffee Mm -hmm. you know with frangelico so you get that really awesome hazelnut i love it uh flavor and they do a chocolate orange which combines grand marnier amaretto creme de cacao and coffee if i could have had it if i could have fit it you know (laughs) we were a little full i would have gotten that and you know how i love dessert and i'm sad that i couldn't get the the dessert because sticky toffee pudding steamed pudding cake warm vanilla custard hot butter rum sauce yeah that's gonna be very similar to a bread pudding but a little bit different, much more that, that with, with the caramel, the toffee in there. So it's going to be a little stickier, a little sweeter, hence you know the name. I, you know how I feel about that. I anyway, know. I just want to say so, it looked good. So for everybody out there who is going to be running their hearts out at the springtime surprise and you're th- looking for places to go and sit down when you're navigating your way through the My Disney Experience app, Give the Rosen Crown some serious thought. I don't think I don't think anybody would be disappointed in it. Do no. you? Mm-mm. I enjoy that. I think in the evening it would be a beautiful view. Yes. Off of the world showcase when it's dark, especially and the light tacos are lit up. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also at any time of, we went at lunchtime and it was beautiful. And. If you have kids in tow, they have a pretty extensive kid-friendly menu, Mm -hmm. and they even have a separate kids allergy-friendly section as well. And they do have an impossible offering for anybody who's plant-based. Yes. You know, 
that is good. It's the Irish whiskey flight. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> In, you know, the impossible ground. I and, and am, like a, a I, like, yes, I know I was kidding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But give this place a try. If you have not already been, or if you are looking or wondering if you should go back now, post pandemic. Yes. Go back. Indeed. And the staff there, they were amazing. So thank you so much for listening. If you have a chance, it would be wonderful if you would head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes on your PC and give us a rating or review. A rating and review helps the Runcation Nation grow. It helps us make the show even better. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.